It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so it was an absolute beatdown. I honestly, you know, it's funny. When you get out of games like that, you, you kind of go, what is there to say? Like, 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 there's nothing that you could even really say when it's that dominant a performance. You just go, yeah, they kicked Minnesota's ass, and then you kind of move on. But I got some Cowboys burning questions for you, Brian, uh, for us to fill this next segment. But before we get to those, I need to say thank you once again to our wonderful partner here at Love the Star, Boomer Jacks. We will uh, be going out to Boomer Jacks here shortly. We should have an announcement on that for you guys here soon. Uh, but but we can't wait to see you guys out at Boomer Jacks. And uh, even if you don't see us for that particular event, uh, I promise you can catch us out there potentially any other night of the week uh, because Boomer Jacks is a great spot. Tuesdays, it is half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings, but they have great deals all the other days of the week too. Any day of the week, you can get drink specials starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer, and it's a wonderful atmosphere, especially if you're looking for a place over the weekend to watch some of these football games. Just go check it out. Boomer Jack's great wall-to-wall TVs, live music. Every game you can possibly think of is up there on the screen. The best TVs in the Metroplex, the coldest beer in the Metroplex. And there are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to, going to boomerjacks.com. Once again, that is boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, got some Cowboys burning questions for you to answer here. I'm going to hit you with them. We'll see how uh, how you do here in the pressure cover. First one for you here. True or false, Tyler Smith playing left guard to complete that game tells us exactly what position Tyler Smith will be playing when Tyron Smith returns to the lineup. It's absolutely true, Robert. And the minute it happened, uh, Michael Gelkin from the morning news, uh, you know, we were – I was watching the game in studio and, you know, they had yet to come back from break. And he, I looked down at Twitter and he said that, that, uh, you know, he had known that Tyler Smith has, has been getting work at left, uh, at left guard. Uh, when, when we saw last week that Jason Peters was playing primary now just left tackle, I said, okay, that this is what they're going to do. And I got some word today because I asked about Tyron Smith. We're not going to see anything from Tyron Smith until after the Indianapolis game. So they're going to get through this game with the with the uh, with the, uh, Giants. the Giants, Indianapolis, and then after the Indianapolis game, that's when I believe they're going to start the clock on Tyron Smith uh, coming back. So not the Indianapolis week, but the Houston week. That's when they're going to start the clock on uh on uh getting uh Tyron Smith back but yeah absolutely they they they're, they're going to play Tyron Smith at left tackle Tyler Smith at left guard and go from there it was obviously garbage time but uh did you note any difference in the level of play you saw from Tyler Smith when he kicked inside the guard no i thought he was just fine you know i mean it's it's not the easiest thing for the kid to have to do that but he did a good job you know him peters you know, with, with Rush in there, I, it wasn't, you know, it's kind of like the play he's been with, a little bit with the tackle spot. You know, the kid's very consistent in there. 
He really, really is. I mean, he's, he's you know, for a rookie, he, he knows his assignments. You know, he gets a little wonky at time with his technique, but overall, I, I thought he was I thought he was just fine the the way that uh, that he played in that game, and and and, and so too with uh, with also with Jason Peters. Now, when you look at you know Tyler Biotis, I think has stepped up, has played well. Terrence Steele has played well. Do do you think this is with kicking him inside to guard, putting McGovern on the bench, who's been solid at times? Do you think that's the best combination possible, just in your own opinion? This is exactly how you would play it. Just kick Tyler inside and, and play Tyron at left tackle. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not against. Yeah, I'm not against. I'm not against any anything that gives. I don't look at Tyler Smith as a rookie anymore. I just don't. He's played. He's played so many snaps now. You know, he's played a ton of snaps. He's played what now? You know, ten games, preseason games. You know, I don't look at him as a rookie anymore. I mean, I, I think there's some things that sure that he's going to need to get better at, but he will. He's a young kid, man. He's strong. But, you know, yeah, play him. At, he, he's moving him to guard is not going to be a problem. It's just not. You know, you get him, really good athlete with some power over there with, with Tyron Smith, who's got power himself and is a good athlete. You're only going to get better on that left side. So, yeah, I, I kind of hate it for McGovern, but they'll find a way to use McGovern in that fullback role instead of, you know, Sean McEwen jumping in there and trying to block at the point of attack. You're probably going to get McGovern back in that role that he's he's been pretty good at. We're recording this episode on Monday night. Uh, this one will air on Tuesday. So from the date of the airing of this podcast, next question for you, Brian. True or false, one month from today, on December 22nd, Odell Beckham Jr. will be a Dallas Cowboy. I went from 60% uh, before the Minnesota game. I think right now I'm right around 72 or 73%. I like, how, I, like how, I like how particular that number is. Yeah, I'm, I'm not 75%. I'm, I'm hovering right there. I think I get a 13% gain from uh, the, the game uh, from what happened. If you go out and lose that game – now I think the odds would have probably gone down. I think he's clearly looking for a team that he can win with. I think he's clearly looking for a team that's really willing to pay him. And I think the Cowboys are are working on will be being willing to pay him for longer for his services. You know, and that's that's something that you know when Stephen Jones made the comment on you know to the media, you know, on 105.3 The Fan about rolling up your sleeves and going to work that to me told me that Steven Jones, and I've tried to talk to some people over there in the front office and asked about Odell and they've gone silent on him. So they're getting to the point now, even Steven Jones is talking about this, that there's not going to be any more of those questions that you ask about, but you get to ask about Odell Beckham because now it becomes about a little bit about strategy for how they're going to play this. But so while you're at seventy two percent, you think given that timeline though, like a month from now, we're not still going to be asking this question about oh, there's this damn no. like ready to get back and sign. No, I, I I feel like that the just from the Cowboys probably feel like that the first of December is when you're going to start to hear him visit either you know the Cowboys, the Giants, or some team that we're just not thinking about right now, the 49ers or somebody else that might be recruiting him. Next question for you here. 
keeping in mind that as a rookie, Dak had a couple of big victories, one uh, early in the season on the road against Green Bay, uh, one in November on the road against Pittsburgh, who's an AFC team, obviously. Uh, true or false, Brian brought us. This victory on Sunday against an 8-1 and one Vikings team, top team in the conference, this is Dak Prescott's signature road win of his career. True or false? Man, I'd want to say true, but I don't know how many quarterbacks, rookie or not, have ever gone into Heinz Field and won a game against a really good Pittsburgh team. You know, I mean, I, you know, him to go toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field. I wish he'd have got the victory last week because I don't know how many quarterbacks could ever say they beat Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field twice in their career. You know, yeah. so as good as as good as that victory was on Sunday, I'm going to say the victories in my mind. And and trust me, I I played at Minnesota is not fun. I mean, it is for the Cowboys. They've won four straight games playing at Minnesota. You know, Tony Romo went up there and lost playoff game up there. They all look bad up there. You know, Mark Colombo had a terrible game. I mean, they've had some bad stinker games up there in, in Minneapolis. But I'm going to say those games winning like in Lambeau and Heinz Field are the ones that right now, I know they were seven years ago, but those were pretty special victories for him. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and I think they were huge, especially going in as a rookie against Green Bay. I think that's where people really started to go, oh, okay, this isn't just smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And I get that. I just, when looking through his career, there are not a lot of big victories over oh. really good teams in yeah. November and December. Pittsburgh was a good team, and it was in November, but that's obviously an AFC opponent, and so it's a little bit different to me. This being arguably a team people were talking about as could be the top team in the conference, going on the road and doing it after a brutal loss the week before I just I don't know I feel like there's an argument to be made at the very least I think you can say that's the best road victory Dak has had since his rookie year oh there's no question about that yeah I mean there's uh you know I think the overall record is below 500 and he's well above well above 500 against the division and somewhat below the division uh, below the 500 against everybody else. But I can say, I, I don't, I, if he, if he would have beat Aaron Rodgers last week at Lambeau field, I could say there's Aaron Rodgers don't lose very many times at Lambeau field, you know? So that would have been, I think that would have been a really nice signature win against a, a guy. that's a hall of fame quarterback. I don't see Kirk cousins as a hall of fame quarterback myself. Oh, wow. Shots fired at poor Kirk cousins. Uh, Good quarterback though. Kirk cousins. Kirk Cousins, I think, now is two and nine versus the Cowboys in his career. He is he has not had a lot of good and one of those victories came against Kellen Moore, I think. Yeah. At the end of the season when they were absolutely terrible. Uh yeah. speaking of Kellen Moore, uh, because this is something that Tony Romo said on the broadcast yesterday, Brian. Uh true or false, 
Kellen Moore will be a head coach in the NFL next season. I'm going to say that's false. Really? You don't, you don't, that, that when people look at it and go, man, was he, when he's had Dak Prescott at the helm, you're talking about a guy who's been able to draw up an offense that's been, you know, basically first in the NFL four years running. Yeah. I mean, there's also people that will probably say, look what he did with uh, a backup quarterback for five games. I, me personally, though, the problem with Kellen Moore is the consistency. The consistency and, you know, I mean, this year, yeah, I mean, they were 4-1 and one with Cooper Rush at quarterback. I, I will say this. I agree about Romo. I don't think Cooper Rush is as bad as we all thought he was. I really don't. No, I, no, I don't, I don't I, think I he's think, bad. I just don't think he's I think I, I admit it. I admit it. I was unfair to Cooper Rush. You know, I, I was unfair in the preseason to Cooper Rush. I, You know, I, I like Will Greer. I think Will Greer's a really – I think Will Greer's a good quarterback. I think Will Greer was more con- – his game kind of fits for how the Cowboys play. But, you know, Cooper Rush, let's be honest, he's made Kellen Moore look pretty good, you know, and the way that he was able to to get wins, you know. And can we, can I, I want to give Mike McCarthy – I want to give Mike McCarthy credit for a lot of that stuff too, you know. Sure. I want to give Mike McCarthy credit for, like, listen, we, you know, we got to dial back things. We got Now, the example of like, okay, well, then what happened to Green Bay? Why'd you throw the ball 48 times against them? You know, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? I think there's those questions about Kellen Moore is like, okay, why do you all of a sudden, why are you playing at such a high level? And then the next week you can fall completely apart, you know, or the quarterback plays terrible or, you know, the fourth down call that you just, you really didn't have a really good call there, you know? So, I mean, we're seeing some of these good young coaches, the guy yesterday uh, on Sunday at Minnesota, Kevin it looks like the guy in Cincinnati's kind of turning things around, but look what he's got. He's got receivers. He's got a quarterback. You know, the the shinest. I mean, even though the guy, the Rams won the Super Bowl this year, you know, man, that team looks like the, a shell of itself. You know, and that just shows you when you don't have the players. But I think there's been a lot of time. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see with Kellen Moore. I, I I personally don't think I don't think Kellen Moore will be leaving the Dallas Cowboys. I, I really don't. More likely then for you, Kellen Moore gets a head coaching job this offseason or another team pays uh, pays Cooper Rush big money to start for them. That Which did you, you guys, did you guys do that on your show this morning? Was that a well, well, Sean, Sean Sharif threw it out on Sean and RJ. Sure did, yeah, we, we, we both think that I think Kellen Moore is going to get a job this offseason. I, I just think that eventually somebody's going to pull the trigger. He's gotten too many head coaching interviews back to back off seasons. I think somebody's going to finally get it. Oh, you're saying so? It's more likely that, that Kellen Moore is going to leave than than Cooper Rush get a big deal. Right? I, I I think they both could. It's just they're going to hit in the same off season. So I don't I don't know. But but if you don't think Kellen Moore will get a job, do you think it's more likely that somebody would pay Cooper Rush to be their starting quarterback this off season? That's a good question because I. I mean, you, you've seen him. You've seen him win his one start. I mean, the guy's won what? He's five and one as an NFL starter. Yeah. You know, I there could be a team out there. It's like, listen, maybe this guy is good enough that, and maybe he's not going to command twenty-eight million dollars or thirty-eight million dollars. You know, maybe Cooper Rush is a to start out with is a 
18 to $20 million quarterback, you know, and you don't have to pay him $40 million to, to, you know, to play quarterback. So I would say he's got a shot. If that's the case, if somebody identifies him as, Hey, he's smart, he's tough. He's somewhat mobile, throws the ball. Well, if you put a running game with him, he does a good job. He makes the right checks. He, he doesn't get too out of whack, but, I'll say this, though, about Cooper Rush. He's one of those guys where if the pressure's on him and he gets touched, he tends to kind of lose, his, lose himself a little bit, you know? Yeah. So I, I think I, I, might, I might be totally wrong. I think there's a better chance of Cooper Rush leaving than Kellen Moore. All right, unless, very good. Unless, Kel, unless, you know, unless somebody just – unless the Cowboys go on a big run – if the Cowboys go on a big run and then all of a sudden it's like, well, they went on the run because, you know, Kellen Moore was able to, you know, the offense did a great job. and But, man, you 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 better get more consistent throughout if you want to be, uh, you know, if you want to you get that head coaching job. Last one for you here. Uh, coming into tonight's Monday Night Football game between the Cardinals and 49ers in Mexico City, the Cowboys have the best point differential in the NFC, Brian. The second best point differential in the NFL. Are the Cowboys the best team in the NFC? They beat Minnesota. Philadelphia beat Minnesota. Philadelphia beat Dallas with a backup quarterback on mistakes. Um, I think that Philadelphia and Dallas are really close. I think Philadelphia's got some of the similar issues that you have. I haven't studied the 49ers a whole hell of a lot. Tampa looks like they're a team that's kind of rallying a little bit, and they beat you first game of the year. Again, haven't seen the 49ers, have seen the Seahawks a little bit. I like what the Seahawks have done at quarterback, and I like what they do with running the football. I think they play well enough on defense. Uh, so I'm not going to say I, – I still think because Philadelphia – I think – I believe this all along that Philadelphia and Dallas were really, really close when you look at the rosters. And I kind of feel like now Dak – you know, this last game playing a little bit better. He wasn't great against Green Bay, you know? No. And so I still kind of feel like that Philadelphia is that team. But it's it's coming down to let's see what Philadelphia does against Green Bay. Green Bay might have might have quit. You know, we might see them go to Philadelphia on a Sunday night and completely quit. And, you know, that's that's a shame. But till 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 you get that matchup on December 24th, I'm going to say Philadelphia is ahead of you right now. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.